Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. And here we are. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. Hello. What's up? All right. So we we were just talking before the show. Um, should we just skip this week? Should we just re- <laughs> rename the podcast for this week? I mean, what 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 is there to say to add to what we've been saying about this team so far? I mean, JJ, what what were your initial thoughts at like immediately after this game? Where was your headspace? Well, to be completely honest, immediately after this game, I was watching the horrible debacle of the Jets beating the Rams, which the Rams just beat us and ended our any playoff hopes we have. And then they go on to lose to the worst team in football by a long shot. And it's like, and they, they didn't just lose. They were getting their ass kicked, and the Rams slowly tried to come back. So we'll get back to that later. But in terms of the actual Patriots game, what happened, it's just more of the same. It was a culmination of, you know, continuation of the game versus the Rams last week uh, where the offense just can't do anything. They can't get out of their own way. They don't have they're, – they're just, you know, they're not the worst team or, you know, people are saying they have no talent. They have some talent. They just – there's areas where they're so deficient that they can't make anything happen. They can't get out of their own way. And Cam Newton – and the play calling, you know, I know there's no tight ends. We, we talked about the, the offense as a whole, but Cam can't throw it. There's really no sugarcoating it. He says all the right things, uh, but there's, you know, 25 QBR. Uh, that fumble that he had, to I think actually that got overturned, so that wasn't as bad. But, I mean, he really, he just doesn't have it. He can't really throw. Nothing more to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It was a lot of the same old thing. It was, uh, we're running the ball. Cam was actually passing the ball better than the last two weeks. I mean, he did have some completions. It wasn't yeah. the worst. You know, we've seen him throw throwing the 100-mile-an-hour fastballs to the guy right next to him, and it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. This wasn't so bad. At least we were moving the ball. Um, we couldn't finish any of our drives. It was really the thing that stuck out to me. I mean, four field goals. In 2020, yep. it's it's not enough to beat anyone. Um, immediately after the game, I know you asked this to JJ, but immediately after the game, I'm thinking, biggest play of the game, fourth and three, we're down 10, and you take a sack. And Again. that's the last thing you can do in that scenario. And you're talking about, what, like a 12-year vet? And he's, he, he's, he's got to know that. Um, so that's the biggest thing for me is his... I mean, if you finally are moving the ball and you're settling for field goals, that's just just not good enough, you know? Totally. And one of the surprising things is they only made one trip to the red zone, yet kicked four field goals. Like, they're kicking deep field goals. It's not even like they're getting in in a goal-to-go situation and getting stalled out. No, no, no. As soon as there's any sort of compression of the field, they get inside the 35-yard line, the safeties aren't dropping 30 yards deep. They're only dropping 15 yards deep. And now, I mean, why, why would you ever drop 30 yards deep when Cam Newton's never, ever throwing it that far? But uh, just that little compression in the field, and it's like, that's the end of the drive. Like, you could, if you were a betting man, and as soon as the Patriots were in field goal range, I would bet for, for a, like, a three and out. I would bet for, you're not going to see any more first downs. 
Like yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. it's over right there. Yeah, their their, their mm-hmm. drive has stalled right there. Uh, I think offensively, they started with Sony Michelle, and I thought he was doing some decent things in the first quarter, even first half. Uh, he looked good. Really, second yeah, quarter, they got a couple good drives. Yeah, I thought he looked really good. Uh, I I don't know if he got banged up. I don't know what happened, but they totally moved away from him in the second half, and you feel you felt that absence of him. But really, the absence was Damian Harris and everything that he brings to the run game. Yeah. Uh, as far as Cam, um, Cam passed for more yardage than Tua did, and we'll talk about the defense in a little bit. I think that reflects positively on them, but. Uh, I think what they did in the passing game was they were throwing short over the middle over and over and over again. And it was working to start. And then eventually they were like, oh, okay, they're never going to throw to the flat because Cam can't throw to the flat. So right. all we got to do is put, instead of splitting our linebackers and putting one on the outside, one on the inside, just leave them both pinching towards the middle of the field, close that down entirely. And then there goes our entire passing game. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I thought Josh did an okay job covering up for Cam in the yeah. first half, mm-hmm. but it's like there there were just no answers after that. Uh, yeah, everything's so hard for them. Everything, every yard is so hard for them on offense. Um, you know, like you said, they went away from Sony Michelle. The guy had ten carries for seventy-four yards. I don't know what happened there. Um, like, you know, I know Cam. I know he made some completions here, but there were some throws he made this game where I was just like, oh my God, you are, you are not, you're, fortunately you're not getting better. You know, there's one, uh, one specific play, Jacoby Myers is open like 25 yards downfield or something, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And Cam takes this great windup. He's got all the time in the world and he slings it out there and you're like, oh, this looks like a good throw. And it was at the ground five yards before it even got to Myers. And you're like, dude, how... Yeah. How does that happen? Like, how does that even physically make sense? You're huge. You have all the time in the world. You can step into your throw. You have no one's touching you or hitting you, and you still can't even get it close to the guy. So yeah, I mean, that killed me. Keen, there was another. You know, Dalton Keen. So I saw a reception. He actually looks like he could play. He had an. He was wide open in the end zone, or maybe not wide open, but he was open in the end zone. Cam throws it to him, and. You know, he jumped so high, he could barely get his fingertips on it. Maybe he could have made some kind of freak circus catch, but it's like, you got to help these people out. And ugh, I, I, I don't mean to nail on Cam, but it's it's just real bad. Yeah, we've talked about this a few times with the, the throwing motion and, and how he's really not doing... The receivers, okay, they're not good, but yeah, you're not doing them any favors by not giving, um, giving them a pass. So they have to make some, you know, miraculous catch to bring in. Right. Uh, there was one in the second quarter to Nikhil Harry. He probably should have caught it. Uh, it was a third down, third and three, I believe. And uh, he probably should have caught that one. And then the one to uh, Keen was, would have been an amazing catch. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one to Jacoby Myers deep in the end zone. I think it was like a 25-yard pass. And he overthrew him by like 10 yards. And it's just like, you got to give these guys a chance. I know they're not great. I know you don't have a number one. Um, but you got to give these kids a chance, especially uh, going into the next season. You kind of need to know what you, what you have. You know what I mean? Do we need? I don't want to get too far into this, but do we need another tight end? Are these kids just terrible? Or yeah, I don't know. You know, certainly, certainly need another tight end. 
I haven't seen a single thing uh, that that looks like these guys are the answer right now. Yeah, the Nikhil Harry jump ball. It looked like he mistimed his jump or went off the wrong foot. He just didn't make a good play on that. Not that it was a perfect pass by any stretch, but it was it, it was playable for him. Whereas the Jacoby Myers corner route in the end zone, that was just that was to a cheerleader. I mean that that had no chance. And those are the type of plays where, oh, when every drive stalls at the thirty yard line, you need to be able to hit a pass from the thirty yard line into the end zone because yeah. you're not going to get three first downs from there on in. So that those are the type of plays that you need to make if you're going to win games, particularly against teams that are in the playoff hunt the way the Dolphins are. Now, uh, we've been railing against the offense for a long time now, and we'll talk later on and probably for, for the next several months about what the heck they're going to do to try to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas defensively in this game, it was like a tale of two halves to some extent, but really it was kind of just two sides of the same coin where in the first half, they were doing just enough. Like they, they, they got the goose egg in the first half, which is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. it was, it all hinged on that interception in the end zone by J.C. Jackson, like the one or whatever. Which was like the mm-hmm. one good play they really made. They did force a bunch of punts, a lot of three and outs in this game, but just this is not a good offense. Though. It's not a good offense. Is a rookie quarterback making like his fourth start with who the heck? I mean, it's just revolving door at running back. It's not like uh, they have a, a a bell cow back. They their offensive line has been in complete flux. Uh, their number one receiver was out. Their number one tight end. Their top two receivers being Gasicki and Devontae Parker, both out. The guy that, that I was worried about, Jakeem Grant, because of his wheels, out in the first quarter. I mean, <laughs> they had nobody. They had nobody, and we struggled, struggled to hold yeah. them down. We're able to do it in the first half. Uh, in the second half, this is where things got out of hand, particularly in the fourth quarter on that final touchdown drive where it was just like, they're just turning around and handing it off. All they're doing is running between the tackles with some scrub, not a scrub, but some, some dude off the street effectively at running back. Nobody is a scrub. Nobody's on the offensive line and we can't do anything about it. It's just six yards every time, no stopping whatsoever. And it just points out the, the glaring deficiency of any sort of talent up front. They have no size. They can't set the edge. They can't get any disruption in the backfield. Anytime you could use a negative play, none to be had outside of yeah. that interception. But it was just like, yeah. they're, maybe they're tired, but they're just not talented. They stink in the front seven. Yeah they, yeah, they could definitely use some help. We've been kind of saying this for the last few weeks. I know when they, when they brought in Bo Allen, they thought him and Guy could be like, they're run stoppers, but not having him all seasons definitely hurt them. Um, 42 carries for 250 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, that's that's pretty bad. The first half, they got a little bit lucky with the interception. Um, Miami was at the New England three, and then they missed a field goal. So it really wasn't that great in the first half either, but um, we got a little a couple breaks there. Yeah. So And then it was, what, three three rushing touchdowns in the second half. So it could have easily been, you know, 35 to 12 in this game. Yeah. It was just, it was too easy for them to run the ball. Was, and Tua punched in two of those with his legs, which were backbreakers with a, a quarterback that's known as a pocket passer. The, yeah, the, I mean, just endless running the ball all, all day long, just 
totally exposing the lack of any sort of interior strength on that defense. Which is literally what they did to us last week against the Rams. From you know the previous week against the Rams, the Rams ran all over us. They didn't need to pass it. You know, hey, our pass defense isn't terrible. It's it's manageable. But when you're getting gashed like that, you have to overplay the run now because you can't stop it. And we, you know, it opens other things up. And it's just bad. It's bad all around. It doesn't doesn't seem like a Patriots team. Uh, briefly back to the offense. Something Ryan said before that that. Um, you know, and I think you said it during the game, too, is the receivers. The whole thing about the receivers, we keep hearing about the receivers, is uh, you said, and I, I saw it, too, they, they're guys open during the game. Like, everyone's saying this is the worst receiver group. They're not that bad. Like, I think if you had a respectable quarterback in here, they'd make this offense work, unfortunately, if we had that. One thing about Nikhil Harry, though, I, he's 6'4". He does not look like he's 6'4 out there. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if it's just me, but like when he's standing out there, like he looks like he's like at like six feet. Like he does yeah. not six look foot, six foot two. or play six four. Like six yeah. four, he's an inch away from DK Metcalf. And I feel like if you put them side by side, one looks like a giant. He's definitely to... he's definitely a big kid. He's got huge hands. Um you know, it's just really hard to tell. I mean, it's really hard to tell how bad this kid actually is because he gets two targets. And and I'm sure some of that's down to him, but right, you right. know, you look at his. I mean, sometimes he doesn't even get a target, and he's open, and you can see it, and you're watching the replay, and you're saying, "Well, why didn't they get him the ball?" And it's just because Cam's not really able to, you know. And he doesn't he doesn't read checkdowns. It's I don't know. I don't want to rail on Cam too much. I feel like I do it every week, but <laughs> you know, it's he is the quarterback. It's clearly not good. Yeah, yeah, he is the quarterback, and you know, the defense as bad as the defense plays played, you know, 22 points, like you said, it could have been much worse. The fact is, is we, you know, we always used to talk about, especially when the Patriots were winning, how much the defense feeds off the offense and vice versa. And when you're just constantly punting the ball away, not, not sustaining drives, defense keep ha- is on the field so much, uh, or feels like they're on the field so much. It take it. It's hard. It's hard to play defense. We know the de- it's harder to play defense all the time in the NFL now with all the different rules and stuff. And when your offense can't get anything going and can't sustain drives and can't just keep the ball away from you know the other offense or whatever, it it's, makes it that much harder. And it just feels like this team has to fight so hard for every single thing. Everything's there's nothing that really comes easy to them, and that's just because I don't want to say it's because they don't have no talent. I just feel like there's a few positions that they're so deficient at, it brings everybody else down. As opposed to before, where everything was okay, but you had so a few positions that were so great that it brought everyone up. Now it's like I the think, opposite. I think quarterback specifically, and we, you know, this is well-established. Well it, it masks a lot of deficiencies. Like, you can have a bad receiving group. You just need some, you know one or two guys to get open and yep. and you can kind of make that look a lot better. Whereas like if you have a bad quarterback, it makes the offensive line look bad. It makes the tight ends look bad. And in this case, I think they are pretty bad, but um, you know, it's just, it just masks a lot. Mm-hmm. You bet. And uh, during this game, Juwan Bentley goes out, not saying he's the best player, but he's one of the few players that is worthy of being on the field. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, Best player on the team, most likely, goes down with, uh, they're saying a quad. Is that what I heard? 
Torn quad, I heard. Torn quad. Torn? It looked like he grabbed the back of his knee, which is what confused me. I thought it was a patella tendon when I first saw it. But quad makes the same sense. quad? Oh, my God. Yeah, which is better than the ACL, I guess, um, which is what I was worried about. Or or at first, I, I... I had no idea, but then I heard it was knee. I thought it was. I could have been his hamstring at first, but he wasn't, because he was holding the back of his leg. Um, that happened in the first half, and you know you want. I don't think he's gonna be here next year. So, I mean, for him to to get this injury at this time, it really couldn't hurt the Patriots much more. You know, yeah. it, it's it's not good for his value because I I assume from everything I've heard, he's gonna get dealt in the off season. And now you got to deal with. Trading for a guy who's got to pass a physical and you don't know what what limitations he's going to have next season. Is he going to be available for the first month? Who knows? Uh, yeah, you kind of wish at least an ACL has an established time frame where any anything that's a little bit off the beaten path, like a torn quad or patella tendon or, or whoever, who knows what could happen to your hamstring, something that might have a more variable return from injury time. Uh, well, just to add to that, I'm reading about that real quick here and it was updated today he's got a partially torn quad and it sounds like he's a hundred percent expected to be ready for off-season programs wow so take that as you will but that is for me and Rappaport, who is generally pretty i wonder how much spin is put on that from his agent um, oh yeah that's a good and yeah, that's... you know i'm not pretending to know anything for sure but um I still think you've you never gone know. from may- maybe a second round pick to now maybe a third or fourth round pick for him. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, especially he got more money this offseason as well. He got a little bump in the old pay grade there. Uh, yeah, anytime you get news like that, you got to do the, do the old Alec Baldwin, the departed. Qui bono, who benefits? Queen gives a shit. <laughs> uh, but who who benefits from that tweet? It's Stefan Gilmore and the Patriots. So somebody right. on, on that side might might have a little spin on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready to turn the page on this game this season. I'm I'm done. Uh, <laughs> look around the roster and just like sad about all of it. This yeah. this upcoming week, we got the Bills. The Bills look unbeatable right now. They look like the only team in the AFC that could. Give the Chiefs a run for their money, even though the Chiefs already beat them. We'll we'll talk more about the Bills later on and uh, the stretch of games they're putting together. Let's let's shift gears to to some of the other games that happened here in Week 15. First Thursday night, we talked last week like, oh, Chargers Raiders. I, this is going to be a little weird, but this is definitely going to be fun. And right off the bat, Derek Carr gets bumped out of the game. Mariota comes in and looks mm-hmm. good. He looked all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked okay. He looked competitive. It looked like he had some he had some fire going. Yeah, and he was a little a little more erratic than I like to see, but people were everyone seemed to be happy with his performance. He's erratic. That's that that's his thing. He he brings the Raiders to within overtime of beating the hapless Chargers. I was just waiting. I was like, how are they gonna blow this game? They're gonna blow it. They got the ball at the one yard happen. line in overtime. Like you're gonna blow it. How are you gonna do this? Uh, and they managed not to. They tried. They managed not to, but the, the Chargers get the victory. Most likely knocks the Raiders out of the playoffs, which stinks. Yeah. Then we got Saturday ball. This is where the Bills go out to Denver, take advantage of a really beat-up Denver defense, and just lay 48 points on them. 48. Josh Allen, 
making a late push in that MVP race. I don't think he has a shot. Oh. It's really a two-horse race at this point. But in Denver, putting up big numbers, taking down uh, a team that had been, I mean, they, they beat the crap out of the Patriots. So that, that's something to say about what we're looking at this weekend with the Bills coming in town. But um, mm-hmm. that was a big win for them. And then Carolina goes to Green Bay in a game that was probably closer at the end than it was for most of the game throughout where Aaron yeah. Rodgers goes for a couple more touchdowns. He's got 40 touchdowns this season. He's the one that's making a push on on Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes has the edge, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you look at Mahomes' numbers, and I feel like they look so much better than the way he's playing this year. Yeah, what does he have, one or two interceptions all season? Yeah, just a couple interceptions. But, I mean, most of his game is just hoping nobody covers covers Tyree Kill, and he just whips it up to Tyree Kill. So it's like, I don't, you know, is that that Pat Mahomes being impressive, or is that Tyree Kill being impressive and nobody covering him? So, I don't know. I don't really want Aaron to win it either. I don't know. I feel like this year there's no clear-cut um, MVP yet. And one thing that really pisses me off this year about the Patriots not making the playoffs is, as we saw this weekend uh, and have seen the last few weekends as we go through more of these games, is that every team looks beatable. I mean, you said the Bills maybe the only ones right now that are playing well uh, or at that level. Every team right now I feel like, feel like looks more beatable than they ever have maybe except for the Bills. I mean, uh, yep. you know, the Chiefs uh, were at New Orleans this weekend. Uh, Breeze was in and out of the lineup as usual. Kansas City was beating them pretty good. And New Orleans kept kept clawing, you know, same story there. Uh, New Orleans scores 14 in the fourth quarter, and Kansas City just has a tough time putting teams away that they should be putting away. I think that the Chiefs are clearly the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, signif- a significant drop off. Uh, the Steelers look awful. They don't. They look like a shadow of themselves. Um, the what Saints are, are a good team. That was a good fight. That was a good dog fight they had there. And I would say the Colts. Like, you know, I know Rivers is is pretty uh, below average, but I mean, they're just a team that win wins games. They have everything but the quarterback. Um, I think that's an interesting team. The Chiefs are. Definitely head and shoulders above everybody else. Like watching that game against the Saints, Saints have a really good defense, uh, com- I'm relatively speaking, because there's not that many teams with good defenses. But the in that game, it seemed like every time they were able to stop the Chiefs on a third down, it was like a miracle. It was like, oh, Mahomes missed <laughs> an open guy on second down, and then on third down, the guy dropped the ball. And it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. wow, it took so much just to get them off the fields and you have to do that like six eight times a game it's just so yeah. hard to they, do. they held tyreek tyreek in relative check for how he's been doing this season too i think uh like 50 yards and a touchdown that's i mean i'll, I'll take that against tyreek hill i mean the way he's been playing it's been like 200 yards and three touchdowns i feel like every week the last few weeks yeah um and then they had a really unfortunate uh scenario there where um, I think Edwards Hilaire got injured, looked like pretty badly. And then the very, I think it was like the very next series or maybe even play, uh, Le'Veon Bell got injured as well. It was like, oh, geez. I mean, that's, I don't, know, I don't know where they go from there if they lose both those guys. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see Le'Veon get hurt, but Edwards Hilaire, that, he didn't put any pressure on that leg. He's out for a bit. Uh, 
Yeah, I thought you were going to say the Saints had a really unfortunate moment when the dude booted the booted the fumble right out the back of the end zone. Oh, yeah. It cost him five points I mean, right off the bat. Oh, like, Breeze dude. was having a hell of a time trying to trying to find open guys in that game. and uh, They missed Michael Thomas. It turned Tom around a little bad. bit. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Without Michael Thomas, hurt? they look like the Patriots a little bit. You know, he's just... hurt or suspended. What's going on with him? He's hurt. They they shut him down. They brought him back from injury, and they were like, he's 80, 90%. So they shut him down for the next three weeks, hoping to get him healthy for the playoffs. I don't know. There's a lot of smoke around him. There's some weird vibes. Some weird it's, vibes. Uh, it sounds like what's going on with Julio as well. I wonder if they're going to shut Julio down. They play him every other week, and um, he's got some kind of hamstring thing. Hamstring's one of those things that just lingers, man. Oh, yeah. You, you want to sit the guy for as long as possible till he's 100% because, you know, if it's not right, you play the next week and you're out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, speaking of but, Atlanta. Uh, oh, speaking of Atlanta, yeah. Tom Brady again in an epic, well, not an epic comeback, but a pretty damn good comeback if you have to say so. Yeah, was it like 17 nothing? Yeah, 17 nothing, and Brady scored 21 in the third quarter and 10 in the fourth quarter. Dang. Yeah. Goes for almost four bills. I mean, I was just willing that that game to get to a twenty-eight to three score, but I, th- I think the Bucks had too many points by that point. But <laughs> you just yeah. you got to. I wonder what's going on in Matt Ryan's stomach when he's beating Tom Brady by double digits, and he's just like, ah, shit. Yeah, not enough. Uh, I mean, in, in Tampa, only rushed for 18, 18 uh, carries for fifty-one yards. So Brady threw for three ninety. You know, I feel like Matt Ryan is like one of the most unlucky guys. If they, if they could ever get a defense around that team, like he puts up know, ridiculous man. numbers every year. I mean, All he's not time. very clutch, but 356 yards and three TDs, zero interceptions. It's like yeah. pretty good. Yeah. All he does is make all star receivers. He makes he makes receivers look good all the time. I mean, now Calvin Ridley is one of the best players in the league, which yeah. is not a shocker. Um uh, Julio's but it wasn't expected, playing. you know. It wasn't expected. Yeah, but I mean, he's th- he didn't have Julio. They don't really have much of a run game to speak of, right? What happened to Todd Gurley? Is he just done? That just is his one carry over? for negative, negative one, one yard, and then two receptions for fifteen. It's like I mean, they only ran yeah. the ball thirteen fucking times. So he's, I mean, their run game has been bad for a long time now. I mean, Devontae Freeman's best years. <laughs> Or what, like five, six oh, years ago? Long time ago, yeah. Um, wow. And Matt Ryan continues to put up really pretty good numbers. I mean, Russell Gage is, is killing it. Um, you know what they're going to do. They're going to throw the ball, and it just works for him, you know? Yeah, you'd think you'd want to run the ball a bit more if you're up 17 points. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, good that's what it's winning fair. football teams think about. Uh, else, elsewhere this weekend, I love that we were... Uh, making fun of this this slate of games, being like, ah, there's nothing good here. It's like you still you you roll out 16 NFL games, and like 11 of them are going to be really good. Yeah, and that that's what we saw again. I mean, even or entertaining at least. Entertaining. I don't know about really good. Entertaining's the word. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, Mitch Trubisky goes into Minnesota and knocks the Vikings out of the playoffs, putting Just up 33 the fact points. That really good in the same sentence. You put Mitch Trubisky. It's like Okay, Sean. Talking are you, are you, you all right? Talking about the game. Trubisky. Dude, you should. He talks about Trubisky every week. If you, That's because if you listen to episodes <laughs> of the show from like two years ago, it is. I bring him up every week 
back then being like, this dude sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. And this is when he was coming off. The, and now you're the, like almost kind of hoping he's a dark horse. I, I, that's what I mean. That games are good because of stories. And it's a good story when he's coming back up. And it's also going to be a good story when he gets benched and Nick Foles comes in and leads them to a win. Yeah, what about your boy on the other side of the, on, of the football there? Kirk. Good old Kirky. Kirky got called out by Justin Jefferson. Big time. <laughs> Just throw the damn oh, ball. I didn't hear that. What happened? Uh, Kirk, it, it was he didn't deserve to get called out on that play. He was yes, under he, he, he was under so much pressure on that. There were these monsters running after him. He's going out to his left and throws the ball like three feet over Justin Jefferson's head in the back of the end zone. And Jefferson's like, throw the damn ball, Kirk. It's like, dude, he was under so much pressure going yeah, to his come left. Come on, throw the ball. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Kirk, <laughs> Kirk sucks. Jefferson came out and said afterwards, he's like, don't don't read too much into that. That was yeah. just like a throwaway a thing. Yeah. I, I can never say anyone sucks anymore. Like Kirk Cousins, I would kill for Kirk Cousins right now. Or even that's Trubisky. A good point. I'd kill. That's pretty sad. It's come to the point where I would be like, I'd love to take Kirk Cousins right now. You know? I would take him. You can build an offense around Kirk Cousins. He can complete passes. That's really 100%. Down to. Yeah. The guy has no idea what to do when he gets blitzed, but Cam Newton is clearly one of the worst quarterbacks against the blitz I've ever I mean, seen. So I can't believe can't, I'm saying this. Mitch Trubisky is an upgrade. I would uh, love Mitch Trubisky right now. <laughs> I mean, six eight completions the whole game that's like that's like one drive for cam newton i know, you know? i i'd give bill belichick the benefit of the doubt with mitch Trubisky to make him just just a mediocre quarterback i would not i would not. i would <laughs> i wouldn't i'm, take I'm that at that time. point no thank you no thank you uh one of the other games that that got pretty good uh was philadelphia going to arizona jalen hurts in a second start Kept this game pretty competitive. Another guy that can't throw the ball all that well. Although he does look poised, he's he's willing to take hits in the pocket. Yeah. He's willing to sit in there and take a shot, throw that deep out. Uh, but Kyler Murray goes for over 400 yards. They're able to pull out the win in the fourth quarter. Philly is done for the season, almost definitely. Carson Wentz is unhappy. Jalen Hurts is not a quarterback, despite what some people may have you believe. And Arizona is currently in the playoff picture. Good for them. Yeah. They're going to get smoked. <laughs> they might. Yeah. They might. But they might wind up playing. I guess they would play the two seed. So, yeah, they're going to get smoked by, like, the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, though. Also, as I was saying before, the NFC especially, uh, you know, it's anyone's game. I thought the Rams were going to be the ones to really take things to people because they looked really complete. And, you know, I get it. The Jets was a freaking trap game if there ever is a trap game but like you can't lose that it was at home that's, after a 10-day break that's not a trap game i mean that's, that's you're that's on a silver platter regardless of what it is it is an absolute demoralizing loss like that's not one of these losses you can be like well we played our it's like no this was mm -hmm. a team that had been trying to lose for weeks they were going for the number one overall pick and they still beat you badly uh. NFL is so crazy. I can't believe something like that could even happen. Like, did the Rams just not show up? Uh, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, it, they were down, like, what was it, 13 or 17, nothing in the first, like, half? I think 13, it was 17. I think it was 13. They were up 13 to 3 by the end of the second half. So, you know, 
and then the Jets came out and immediately scored 10 in the third quarter. I don't know what happened. I was flicking back and forth being like, well, the Jets have to lose. I mean, they're going to lose, right? And it's, nope. Didn't lose. <laughs> Despite all the chanting from the whole fan base, lose, lose, L-O-S-E. All they that. were all pissed <clears throat> to win. Yeah, well, they just lost know, the chance and- at the, the best quarterback prospects since Andrew Luck. I know Jack Jacksonville's got the tiebreaker too. So even if they end up with the same, oh yeah, they, with the same record, gets Jacksonville gets the losing tiebreaker. That's crazy, man. Uh, did you you guys didn't actually watch that game? Did you even watch? No, I just saw it on Red Zone. You know, whenever they'd switch to it occasionally. I, I mean, I wasn't watching it, but it was just you know, it was there. Just the last couple minutes. Yeah. As yeah. uh, see, that's understandable. The Rams couldn't. It was oh, I, I probably watched like the last five minutes. It was infuriating the the play call the play calling, but really it was the decisions from Jared Goff to throw the ball deep. He threw. They were at third and four and fourth and four yeah. from the thirty-five yard line of the Jets, whipping it. And both times he he throws a go route. Both times, third and four, fourth and four. The first one is to a running back. The second one's to a tight end. Like you got. Two terrific receivers, third and four and fourth and four. You run go routes to to the wrong positions. Like uh, it was mind boggling. <laughs> bad. Oh man, real bad. And uh, hey, what I say about uh, Detroit and, and Tennessee though? It was like 70, 70 points scored in that game. <laughs> Zero <laughs> defense. <laughs> Literally. I told you it was going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you also game. said Detroit was going to be good though. Well. All right, let's take it easy. <laughs> Memory's too good. Don't, don't remember that part. Uh, yeah, Tennessee goes for 46 points in that game. Derrick Henry's got to be getting close to like 1,600 yards. He is unstoppable. Yeah, he could get to 2,000. Dang. It really goes off the next two weeks. I know, right? He's got, he's got 1,679. Wow. Wow, he's almost at 1,700 yeah. with two games to go, and they're in the thick of the playoff race. They are neck yes, and neck are. with the Colts. 15. 15- 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns, 5.2 yards per carry. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, the end of the season, if if he can continue at this pace, like, I think you have to put him in the MVP discussion, don't you? If they make the playoffs with him. Yeah. I mean, if they go 12 and 4. Absolutely, dude. Tennessee is 10 and 4. And that guy at the end of the season, by the end of the season, would you want to tackle that guy? Well, no. I was just going to say that if you look at his stats, over the last five games, he's got 730 yards. So, yeah. like, so five, he's averaging 5.9 yards per carry over the last five games. He's just yeah. burning people. Everyone else is covered in bruises and welts. And he's you got this going. absolute mammoth animal. What does he weigh? 250? Yeah. He's got to be around 240, 250. Yeah, 250, 6'3, 247. Big boy. Oh, I'm not tackling him, dude. I'd rather, you know. I don't know. Yeah, one that guy from the Colts tried to and got stiff armed through the dirt that game. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that clip, but it is I don't it's think gonna I did. it's gonna be on every single Derrick Henry highlight reel from now till eternity. That dude got face planted. Oh smushed. wow, it comes right up. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, if you Google guy. you you type in Derek, it's gonna be the first video that comes up. Uh, oh, speaking <laughs> of uh big hits. How about Juju Smith-Schuster doing his stupid little TikTok before the game on the on the Bengals logo? And then they throw a pass to him over the middle. He gets laid out, fumbles. And, uh, man, the 
the Bengals kicked the shit out of them, man. I was so happy. Oh, I can't stand the Steelers. What was it? Finley as their quarterback? Yeah, dude. He was what having fun. He was smiling the whole game. I know. Yeah, I, like I, was, I can't believe that was going on. I was just I was tuning in and out because I was busy, and I was like, what, what, what's happening here? Ben looks like dog shit. Yeah, he really, he really, he must be hurt. I don't know what's going on with him. He's old. He's old. He's old. He's old and he's sober. Sober. He is. He just got sober. The yeah that I I wasn't gonna watch that game, and then I t- I just checked the score in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, well, let's see how much the Steelers are winning by. They're like down yeah. ten points, seventeen. Points. Saw... Like what is happening? Same thing. I was like, this is gonna be yeah. a garbage game. It's gonna blow up. Yeah. Blow it the other way. Put it on oh, sim- similar play calling from the Steelers at the end of the game. They're just running go routes straight up. I'm like, your quarterback doesn't want to throw it downtown anymore. And like every feature about the Steelers offense this year is about how Roethlisberger's completing balls at this high percentage and his yards per throw is way down because he's doing all these short completions. And then they get in a have to have it situation. They're like, oh, let's put it 40 yards deep in the air. What are you doing? Yeah. Go, well, you're yeah. working against yourself here. Steelers are on, they are skidding off the road. They are. They started 11 and 0. They've lost to the football team. They lost to the Bills, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. a decent loss. Mm-hmm. But then they lose to the Bengals afterwards. I mean, anything right. is possible if you're going to lose to the Bengals with their like fifth quarterback of the year. Ryan Finley got benched for a guy who wasn't on the team. That's how much they think of that quarterback. And he just <laughs> lit up the Steelers. Yeah. Well, and it goes to show you, too, once again, my point is Steelers were, you know, probably still looking at top one, two, three seed. It's like you get one of those low playoff, low um, wild card games and you get it matched against the Steelers. That's a great matchup. Remember you saying that a few, what was that, three, four weeks ago, Granny? Oh, yeah, you go against the Steelers. It's going to be a tough matchup. Not anymore. That's what you want. What you want. You'd rather play them than the Titans. Definitely. Oh, I absolutely love it. This is this has become the uh, the highlight of my season at this point. It's just Patriots play some of their young kids, um, and then I can take some uh, take some joy in in some of these teams that I've always hated just getting destroyed at the end of the season. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. I'm I'm becoming a big Patrick Mahomes hater. It just it keeps creeping up in me, and it's constant. Like. One of them, he threw it deep, and they were like, oh, it's a big incompletion. And then, you know, the thing shows up at the bottom of the screen, flag. And it wasn't right by the incompletion. It was somewhere totally separate. And then he's just, like, walking down the, the field, just, like, pointing. rapid, rapidly pointing at the other yeah. at the other team. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it, Mahomes. You know the camera's going to be on you. And, like, like, you're influencing all of us by pointing that way. It's like, shut up for a second. <laughs> Pick up your knees when you run. I mean, just little things about him bother me so I haven't, bad. I haven't grown to that level of hatred yet, but I'm sure it's coming. It's, he's probably going to dominate football for the next few years. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the way I am with Rodgers. I, I, I've just always fucking hated that guy. So um, <laughs> maybe Mahomes will be next on that list. I don't know. But he certainly is a good quarterback. He's Holy so, shit. He's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's why I don't want him to win the MVP because I know he's going to be – it's like the Peyton Manning thing where it's like, all right. he's going to keep winning it. Yeah, you're just going to keep getting the MVP award because he's just so good. Mm-hmm. But I like this Derrick Henry one. I'm going to I'm gonna put my 
hitch my wagon to that guy. I like it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> coming up week sixteen, we actually the NFL's got kind of a weird schedule. They're they're going head to head with the with the NBA by having a game directly on Christmas. I, I don't do they normally do this a Friday game just to make no. it on Christmas? I don't remember NFL like on so. Christmas. Yeah, no. it's weird. My friends were bitching about it. They're like, "Why are they trying to take take NBA time?" You know. I mean, I don't care. I'd rather watch football than basketball any day. Yeah. Uh, it's just they're encroaching. They're totally doing it. So they got the Vikings are going to New Orleans in um, a rematch of the playoffs last year, where the Vikings were able to win that game, I believe, in overtime, where Drew Brees did not look good. He looked old in that game. Taysom Hill was the best quarterback for the Saints in that game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I, I wonder, sincerely wonder, how long the rope is on Drew Brees after yeah. he he started out 0-6. It was like it took a long time for him to get going. There's no arm strength. Guy had eight fractures. He's in his 40s. I know. I don't know what they're doing. 11 fractures, I, I think it was. Well, I don't know what he's doing, why he's doing this to himself. It's like, dude, you realize that you're not 23 anymore. Those injuries are going to kill for the rest of your life. They're not just going to be there. They're going to fucking hurt. So I don't know what's going on with that. But I, that's that'll be a fun game. I'll definitely tune in for that one. And then the Saturday. Do we usually have Saturday games now? Yeah. Yeah, they'll do Saturday as soon as, they do? Okay. As, soon as college ball is done. And what the hell is this shit about San Francisco at Arizona 4:30 on Prime Video? Amazon. This? It's so only on Prime. So Prime is streaming the game. Is this like a thing? It's gonna start happening now. Oh, uh, they have been. Uh, they've been having commercials for that on uh, the Sports Hub. Oh. But yeah, I guess that's. I guess that's. They're trying to. They're really trying to push it. I kept wondering, like, why is San Francisco and Arizona on New England radio? Like they're advertising right? it like every two seconds. Um, so, yeah, I guess that uh, must be it. Amazon's got some cheddar to lay down on those ads. Oh, yeah. The, Dude, uh, no, go ahead, sorry. Uh, last, last Saturday, I'm trying to watch the games on NFL Network, and it's free on your mobile device if you're streaming on your cellular network. But mm-hmm. So it's like I can only watch this thing on my phone. I can't. Normally, I would Chromecast it to the shout-out. Look at that sponsor. Uh, <clears throat> to the TV. But you have to be on your Wi-Fi to do that, and then you can't get the game. I'm like, you're just making me watch it on this tiny screen, like you're just trying to wreck my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hate that too. A lot of the times you can't uh, screen share it to your TV too, which I don't understand why you could. You know, you shouldn't be able to do that. You should you should be able to do that with anything you want. It's just you know control. What I mean? Control. They're just yeah. they just want to have. Ooh, let me just tell you what to do with yourself. Yeah, literally. So now the Saints are ten and four, right? They they've clinched, I would imagine, at ten and four. Yeah, Saints have clinched the playoff spot, and they have the Vikings and the Panthers. Uh, is it the Vikings and, and Lions? I think it's the Vikings and Lions. Why why wouldn't they bench Drew Brees for at least one of those games? Probably the Lions game, right? Or both, if they're if they've clinched. If they win one more game, they would clinch the division. And then it's just okay. it's just a matter of are you going to be um, the two seed or are you going to be I mean potentially if the Packers lose they could leapfrog them into the number one seed that's it's and all get the about buy. Okay. yeah if you can yeah. get the number one seed you got to do everything to get that just to get that buy yeah right uh, after that it doesn't really matter I mean un- until the the mm-hmm. wild card spots are really firmed up and you if you could choose your matchup. 
But that's why, you know, right, I'm not sure about this change. They would have been fighting for two seed, obviously, for the bye week. Now it's like, does anyone care about the two seed anymore? It's just a matchup thing now at that point, right? And yeah. you have no idea who the fuck you're going to get. It's not like you could play for, oh, we want to get the worst team. How the hell do you even know what that is? By the standings. I know that, but, like, things are going to come down to week 16, so it's going to be out of your control. You know, and it's not like, oh, we should play for this because we'll get a better matchup. Maybe not. They have, the point point being, they have a lot to play for this week. They're going to put their best foot out there. They're not going to be yeah. resting anybody, even though they're already resting Michael Thomas. Uh, Tampa Bay is at 9-5. and five. They're playing at Detroit in a game they should dominate on Saturday. 9-5, and five, I think they're over-under at the beginning of the season was 9-7. and seven. So it's like, are they going to get over-under nine wins? They're already at nine in yeah. a season that I think we can all agree has been pretty underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. they're, they could be a lot better than they have been. And they're they still... coach, they'd be better. Oh, yeah, totally. And an off-season I mean, program. Yeah, it's a, it's a loaded team. Um, I think uh, Marpet is still in concussion protocol. Um, but yeah, I mean, you would expect them to be clinched at this point, I would imagine. Yeah, so if they would have to win out and New Orleans would have to lose out for Tampa to to jump into the driver's seat in that division. Um, Then we got Miami going to Vegas in a game that I thought was going to have a ton of playoff implications. Now It still does, but I was counting on Miami losing to the Patriots and the Raiders beating the Chargers, so it's kind of reversed there. But Mm -hmm. uh, always fun. I mean, I'll, I'll tune in anytime John Gruden's on the sideline wearing his thong mask, whatever he's got going on down there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then on Sunday, I mean, we, we totally skipped over to the Patriots and the Bills, which is on Monday night. It's in New England. Yeah. Uh, do they have any chance in this game? Like, no. how many injuries would the Bills have to sustain <laughs> for the Patriots to have a chance? Uh, I don't know about that, but the only thing way they have a chance of is if there's some kind of ridiculous weather and just the Bills can't play. I mean, they're from, they're, you know, Buffalo, so the weather doesn't bother them. But just if some, something crazy has to happen, because we have no, ch- we have zero chance. I'm still going to pick the Patriots just as a karma thing, just because that's what I'm going to do. But they have no chance. They have zero chance of winning this. Game. Ah, I'll give them 0.2%. Out of a thousand times, they'd win it twice. I think I mean, that that weather you're talking about is if lightning struck during it struck Josh on Allen. Josh Allen during the Josh offensive huddle. No, I mean during the offensive huddle. So everybody <laughs> on the offense well, all shared yeah. in the electrocution. Right, exactly. Not that we're wishing that. We are absolutely not wishing that. So you see, like uh, the Jets beat the Rams, and, and how could you say there's no chance that the Patriots beat the Bills? I would, I wouldn't put money on it. Um, let's just say like just let's just say it like that. Uh, the Bills are playing great. We are not. We are. Uh, I think we've played worse than last week. Uh, but I mean, I just don't. I don't think we're gonna win this one. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. No chance. No chance. I'm not even given a score. But the Bills by at least ten. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be bad. And and they. And honestly, that's not the worst thing. I know you guys hate that kind of. Um, you know, you, you guys hate like the the idea of being happy to lose. I'm not happy to lose. I'm not you know rah rah rooting for him to lose. But right now we're the 15th pick in the draft. If we can get up to the top 10, I mean, there's a lot better quarterbacks in that top 10. When you're outside of that top 15, the way all these 
mocks and everybody's projecting it. I mean, we could talk about this in a couple of weeks, but it's not the worst thing in the world, especially after being eliminated from the playoffs to, you know, not run the table, go eight and eight. Yeah. Well, here's the question. Do you think we see Stidham in a lo- actual quarterback role or no? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I think, I don't think Cam's in the first half. Benched. He's, if, He's if we're, bench. if we're down by 10 plus points and we have the same offense we did last week, I think Cam gets benched. Have you heard the sound bites of Bill this this week? Mike oh, Reese keeps was... asking him the same question, yes. and he's just absolutely miserable with Mike Reese. He's just like, I'll tell you what, is what he said to him today. He goes, I'll tell you what, we'll let you know if we're going to make a change. He's just yeah. answering the question. Yeah. But that was um, pretty funny. You know, he's got to ask the question. It's it's a perfectly legit question. I mean, Cam is playing absolutely terrible. Um, Stidham at least looks like he can throw the ball. So, I mean, you got nothing to lose. Why not see what you have um, and, and go from there, you know? Oh. Yeah, I bet he, he'll he get benched probably in the second half of this game. And then it'll be a coin flip about who starts week 17. Uh, yeah, this is going to be an ugly one. Forecasting. Monday yep. night. Yay, it's going to be on national TV. All right. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other games this weekend, the Colts going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in total free fall. Uh, they got to get their legs underneath them, but they're going against uh, an Indianapolis team that has a ton to play for. The division is within their grasp, and they've been playing good football. <laughs> Steelers have been playing trash football. So you got to yeah. think the Colts have the edge here, but at some point, Mike Tomlin's got to right the ship. And, you know, he's going to start with shutting down Juju's pregame dances. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to spank them. I think the Colts are absolutely going to spank them in this game. That'd be that'd be bad. They can't play in this game. They're I don't know if they have a chance. Well, if they got a chance, yeah. <clears throat> Another one. I'm 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 kind of interested in. Going to bring it up again. Mitchell Trubisky, the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Oh, you're love the, the Bears versus the Jaguars. Houston. Why are we even talking? Oh, no. Are you Who kidding me? I just Bears wanted to bring Jaguars. it up. Just wanted to bring it up to get you yeah. guys riled up. But also, also, could he pull an epic collapse and get the Jaguars the second pick in the draft and Jets fans rejoice? Could it happen? Oh, it, yes. Yes. It's on the table. Go Bears. Uh, and then I want Allen Robinson to go nuts in this I, game. I want Allen Robinson to be a Patriot stat. Yeah. ASAP. Oh. Good player. Well, what else we got here? Uh, LA, the Rams go to Seattle, which is kind of like a battle of are, are either of these teams actually for real still or no? They always play close games. Those they two always teams play good games. Play really That's going to be games. a great game. And then uh, the game I'm really looking forward to is Tennessee at Green Bay. It's like five fire you know fire against water who's going to win that battle because they are two opposite teams with opposite strengths and deficient in what other what the other team is doing so tennessee is a terrible defense green bay should tear them up green bay is terrible against the run i feel like i don't know if that's statistically true but i feel like they're always bad against the run and we talked about derrick henry absolutely owning it so gonna be a fun one totally yeah it should be a I would imagine that's going to be a high-scoring game. That's probably be a really fun one to watch. Uh, league defense, uh, rushing yards, Green Bay is 11th. No, not too bad. Middle so, of the pack. Yeah, yeah. but you, you mentioned tackling Derrick Henry at the end of the season. 
How about a night game in Lambeau at the end of December? <laughs> yeah. F that. Good. Yeah. See you later. I kind of feel like Green Bay has gone under the radar this season. I mean, they're 11-3. and three. It's cause, I yeah. did not think they were doing that well. It's like nobody nobody's buying it because last year they were 13-3 and three and they got wiped off the face of the earth by the Niners. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Devontae Adams has 14. And in their losses, I feel like they've touchdowns. bad. At least the two I've seen. I really didn't see the game against the Colts. But, you know, I That's guess their losses are... a lot of receiving touchdowns. 14? For two weeks to go. 14, yeah. He missed a couple games, too. That's Devontae Adams, he's their whole... Yeah. There's, there's a legit incredible. debate about who is the best receiver in the NFL. And for the longest time, I definitely had Antonio Brown. A lot of people had Julio Jones there. And then mm-hmm. last year... Even two years ago, I was like, all right, it's Michael Thomas. And yep. some people had DeAndre Hopkins in the mix. And right now, I feel like it's wide open. It's like Stephon Diggs is fantastic. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins is still terrific. Michael Thomas hasn't played this year, so who knows there. And then Devontae Adams just, I mean, he's unstoppable. Tyreek. Tyreek yeah. Hill's so good. Tyreek Hill. There's a lot of good receivers in the NFL a lot right of, now. Yeah. Um, I I. This season, Calvin Ridley's been amazing. Look at DK Metcalf for the first eight DK, games. was unstoppable. Yeah, McLaurin. Even Justin Jefferson's been – I mean, I wouldn't say he's top, top receiver because he's, he's, st- he's still only really a rookie. Good. But his numbers are incredible. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good talent at wide receiver in the, in the league right now. If we could just get one of them, <laughs> one guy, you know. It would make everything better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if we get that draft pick that moves up into the top 10 for the first time since... Yeah, maybe we go Gerard get Jamar Chase or Waddle or... Dude, that, that, the, the guy from Florida, the tight end there, holy shit, he would be nice. But I don't know. I think I'd rather have a quarterback, use that money to sign like an Allen Robinson or someone in that mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should probably save this for a different podcast, but <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, we, we know what Belichick's like drafting receivers, so... Maybe let's sign them. Let's sign a receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trade one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, totally. Well, that'll... Oh, uh, before you get going, uh, Jed Fish uh, signed with the Arizona Wildcats, so we're going to lose him. Who oh, is, yeah. Who is Jed Fish? Our quarterback's coach. So yeah. another coach gutted from our team. Yeah. Last thing we need. Well, he's been mm-hmm. doing a shit job this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something we don't really mention a lot is how just, you know, we've mentioned it in the offseason before in – you know, before everything started this year, uh, just how many coaches they've lost. I mean, it's it's Bill and Josh there. And that's, you know, Gerard Mayo is, what, two years in, and his son's two years in. Gerard Mayo's already getting looks at, like, potential head coaching jobs, and it's like, the dude just started, you know? So, I don't, it's, it's a lot to overcome. I feel like the league has picked us clean. They yeah. have. Picked so. us dry. Yep. Yep. Yep, that's the case, and and you know Bill, he likes to develop from within, so that takes time. It's not like he's going out and scooping up some well-established coach to uh, to operate the defense. He he likes to bring them up in his system. Take some time. So um, that'll do it for us here. Please enjoy the Week 16 game action, and uh, of course, have a happy Christmas and happy New Year and all that good stuff. Hopefully, you can have some time with the families and. And, um, you know, celebrate the holiday as, as best you can in 2020. We're almost out of it. We're almost out of this year. So close. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas.
Later.